Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with... And already reclining, Mike Opelka and... <laughs> I never have anything woody, but I don't need anything woody because my my partners in crime always have it. Well, you tee me up nicely, so it's easy to do. You you get me all uh, emotionally lubricated before the show. <laughs> we have a little chat and that you throw sounds, it to me. So anything, it sounds wrong. It sounds like an HR problem, doesn't it? <laughs> If this were a Bill Murray movie, they'd be ceasing production after oh, that comment. Goodness. Well, we aren't CNN minus, so that's a plus. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did. There is a fantastic list on newsbusters.org today of things that lasted longer than CNN plus. Is one of them Jeffrey Tubin? Oh, I don't even <laughs> want to think lasting longer than Jeffrey Tubin. So thank you. Uh, but. But, you know, uh, New Coke lasted longer than CNN Plus. What else? The O.J. Simpson trial lasted longer than CNN Plus. It goes on and on and on. Fantastic. I just think it's funny that CNN Plus has become a joke. It was always and a joke, I, but now everybody's in on it. Well, yeah. And and now they're, they are the really the punchline. I wonder if any um, conservative watering holes might ho hold a CNN plus funeral this Saturday. Cause it's uh it's ending right on Saturday. I believe. Yes. Yes. I can't believe we're all the way through April. I would hold a CNN funeral, CNN plus funeral. Why Matt? even give them the uh, benefit of a funeral? Schadenfreude. It's a little bit of fun enjoying the misery of others. And maybe we'd, we'd hold like a, um, I'd say resume burning party for everybody who wanted to send resume. <laughs> we have drink specials. We have the Stelter Slam and the Chris Wallace. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be water for Chris Wallace because everything about him is boring. You see how he tried to like redeem himself by attempting to like corner Peppermint Commie? Yeah, and that didn't work. He like, and he like. Backed her into a corner on something ridiculous that wouldn't matter to any. What was it? I don't even remember. How come there isn't as much access to this president? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other presidents. Go ahead. Answer. Now I demand. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, he does answer questions every day. And Okay, I give up. Yeah, don't but the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny. Okay, that's all I have to say. The Easter Bunny. Still the best. And, you know, we're we're pretty close to the final design on Wokey Bear. Oh, good. The the, the new mascot for the White House. So Wokey we'll Bear. see. Well, I had mentioned to you right before we started, you had said before you were absent Friday that you were going to pull some Johnny Depp clips from his trial. Now, this is entertainment and the world of entertainment in Hollywood. Most people on our in our world don't really give a crap about. But what has happened to Johnny Depp, not that he's been completely innocent of, of all things in his life, but is terrible and is a good example of why. The believe all women BS is BS. Yeah. And and I got frustrated with the amount of coverage of the Johnny Depp trial, especially on Fox News last week when they were going wall to wall with this trial. And and people said, you don't understand, especially my wife going, you don't understand. <laughs> Here's a guy who got really 
really turned inside out by this woman, ruined his career, as yeah. some would say. That's what he's suing for. I said, okay, that's fine. But let Hollywood settle its business in the courts. I don't need to stop all of the world's reporting no. to, to hear what these two really rich people are going to have to give each other or the checks they're going to have to write to each other's lawyers after this is settled. And and not only that, I mean, they're not, you know, Fox could care less about what's happening to the January 6th defendants. They could care less what's happening to, you know, there are se several important cases that have not gotten coverage because they're not the glam and glitz and, and drama of Hollywood. However, you know, Johnny Depp has had to kind of live through this abuse, she used to physically abuse him and she'd admitted it and it's been played in court. And, you know, like the lawyers on her side have just been absolutely vindictive towards him. And I came across last night a like compilation of some of the cross exam where her lawyer is questioning him. Oh, good. Yeah. And I think listening to it, I saved it because I think listening to it would be um, would be, you know, kind of entertaining. So the title of this video, it's two minutes and 17 seconds. I would love to. All right. You texted Paul Bettany, correct? Again. Okay. So she, you, He's you, laughing. the Boston flight, you were drinking pretty heavily. Were you there? In a very ugly situation with Amber. So Mr. Depp, with, with respect, the, uh, trying to respect the court's time and the jury's time, that was not my question. My question was simply, when you, you would agree, you would agree, you would agree. So he, he, this lawyer basically broke up his cross with like five minute breaks of searching for evidence every five minutes. And he's threatening, basically saying, Johnny Depp, don't answer this question. We're trying to respect the, the court's time. You can't give me the answer you want. That's I, what I, I think every courtroom proceeding should have someone like a DJ or somebody with a soundboard who could pepper the testimony and the back and forth with some sound effects or, or music or just, you know, stupid comments. Here, wait, here we go. It says, this is like the pause music while he's searching for evidence in, in five times speed. Hold on. It's almost over. See? Let's pull up Exhibit 500, please. 500? 500. That's Exhibit 500. I'd like to see who I lied to. Sometimes drink whiskey in the mornings, too, right? Isn't happy hour anytime? You can't say that you carried cocaine in that box? No, but it looks like it would fit some cocaine. <laughs> I once gave uh, Marilyn Manson a pill uh, so that he would stop talking so much. <laughs> did I read that right? You did. Did I read that correctly? You did. Okay. Did I read that right? Yes, you did. Did I read that right? You continue to read them right, yes. And right after you cut your finger off, that you, or right after, I, I won't give you anything to argue with me yet. Right after you sustained an injury to your finger, that you... He was laughing. Right after you sustained an injury to your finger. Someone You poured yourself a, um, a mega pint of red wine, correct? A mega pint? Yeah. We're going to fast forward in time a little bit, Mr. Depp. Um, yes, I can feel it. I, <laughs> I have other uses for your throat which do not include injury. 
I have other uses for your throat, which do not include injury. Sorry, could you read that again? <laughs> As a species. I, I'm suddenly becoming a lot more sympathetic to Johnny Depp. I was sympathetic to him with the false claims that his ex made against him. But he's a lot funnier than I anticipated. Oh, it was it, it just watching it is better because you can see his facial ins- expressions and stuff like and that was nothing. I mean, I, I've read people talking about this, this and, and like a lot of the times the camera will like shoot over to her and she just looks like an evil demon, like an evil demon. It's, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty something. OK, I, I'm changing my official position on this. Um, I am still against the wall-to-wall coverage on legitimate news networks like Fox, especially given what you said about the January 6th, uh, the people are accused and still being held in jail without appropriate due process being afforded to them. But I think this should be streaming somewhere. This would have saved CNN Plus. You know that. Agreed. If CNN Plus had said, we're going to cover the Johnny Depp trial wall-to-wall, and then when, when they're not in session, we're going to replay the highlights. CNN Plus would have beaten every other streaming service. I have not watched any of it except that. That's all I've seen, honestly. And, you know, I don't have time to sit there and watch this. It's not part of my, you know, day-to-day duty. But if you were somebody who wanted to escape everything else and just needed to kind of take a break from the world, this was probably your ticket to... uh I think Rakita Law, which is one of the better legal streaming channels or legal channels on YouTube, is actually covering the trial. Rakita Law did a fantastic job on the Kyle Rittenhouse case, which well, I did I, watch. Yeah, I think that that's a case that should have gotten that kind of attention. This one, landmark for maybe a different reason, uh, but I think it's less significant, but not less entertaining. No. I'll, no. And, and you know what? Honestly, I'm a big proponent of men's rights, men's rights to Me I know you are men's rights to fatherhood, men's rights to, you know, not be abused by women and not be able to do anything about it um, because society just decides that that's not OK, like that that can't happen. It's it's terrible. I think men get really the short end of the stick a lot and it's not fair. So. It's good to see him fighting back and actually probably winning this. I think so. I hope so. Can we, can we, um, do you have any more? No, can that's, I, it. that's all I got. Can we stay in Hollywood for just a little bit longer? Sure. Cause I have two stories that I think are kind of important and they actually are kind of tied together. Yeah. Um, I, I opened up the Twitters this weekend and I saw Steve Martin was trending. <laughs> My husband texted me this morning. Can I read what he said real quick? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He said, okay, he said, now they're trying to cancel Steve Martin over a skit he did in 1976 about King Todd. I said, I swear, if we didn't know it were real, we'd think we were in a movie or something. A comedy. It's it's true. And when I first saw it, what do you think normally when you see someone trending in the Twitter timeline who really hasn't been doing anything lately? I mean, he did that podcast, the 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 um, only murders in the building thing, which is pretty damn good. But Steve Martin's not really front and center, right? Right. I, I don't particularly like Steve Martin, not not as a person, but his his comedy. I don't find it funny, but yeah, I, I don't know what he's been doing. Nothing. Uh, uh, he's been doing that. It was 
hugely successful. He and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And they did this thing and it was very entertaining and a good thread line throughout and good acting too. So that was their thing, but he's not front page. And so when you see an elderly or older celebrity, you think, oh crap, they're dead. Okay. So I clicked on it and I saw the headline that your husband saw and I went, oh dear God, you idiots. If nobody knows it, Steve Martin had a number one hit record. I believe this went all the way to number one. After he did this on SNL, 1975 was the year that King Tutankhamun's exhibit of all the crap they pulled out of King Tut's tomb came to America. And Steve Martin at the time was pretty much just a stand-up comic, a good one, but uh, he decided to mock it on SNL. I'll give you a little flavor of the song. Okay, so it's a silly little song. Um, that's not what it is, is it? Yeah, that's the song. That's what they're trying to. What is the, okay? Now he went on SNL and he had um, a goofy costume, like the things you see on the people in the paintings inside these pyramids and these tombs. Yeah, the weird outfits, the yeah. men wearing goofy skirts and the odd hats, and he did some of the goofy dances that you would see, <laughs> and. Uh, this song, which irritated me because my my little brother kept walking around the house for months going, Funky Tut, born <laughs> in Arizona, moved to Babylon, and uh, it just went on and on. So 30, what what is it, 75 to now, it's over 40 years later, and Steve Martin is trying to be canceled, or people are trying to cancel him because they say, A, he is culturally appropriating. Oh, jeez! If you look at the video of him dancing the dance, and Steve, Steve Martin was mocking all of the insanity around uh, people standing in line at museums all around the country and scalping tickets to get into the King Tut exhibit. And they were buying, you know, they had um, gift shops, of course. So people were buying goofy King Tut crap, too. So it's 44 years since this uh, this event happened on SNL. And now people are people are writing things like, I'm sure my parents found this hilarious in the 70s. But honestly, I don't get it. Nobody would have watched it again if it weren't for you. Who's watching that? Well, that's true. I mean, nobody. What what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with them? Who cares? the The funny thing is. They uh, they want to cancel Steve Martin, even though he's one of them. He's a liberal, and and Has they're he going come out and him. apologized. No, he's not going to apologize. But I, I love the people who say things like, "I find the current discourse about Steve Martin's King Tut uh, sing and they meant song a perfect example of why you couldn't do X today to be a worthless point. You couldn't do King Tut today not because it's distasteful, but because it's cultural significance of King Tut is much less now. Meaning, yeah, it was a phenomenon then, and he was choosing to parody it. Just the way 
uh, Weird Al Yankovic chooses to parody things that are currently in the culture. If Weird Al Yankovic came out with Smells Like Nirvana today, nobody would give a rat's ass about it. But when Smells Like Teen Spirit was a hit, guess what? It was a great idea. Actually, I would differ with that. You know what's happening? And I don't know if you realize this because I don't know how many like teenagers you're surrounded with. But my daughter and her friend who's who's with us here at the house, um, they they listen to 90s rock and like 80s music and 70s music more than they listen to their own. They well, pull- their own sucks and, and they're good, smart hipster kids. Yeah, they're pulling out like songs from when I was a kid and when my parents used to play them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like my my daughter, we were on a long car trip to Florida and she's like, can I put my playlist on? And I'm like, sure, because I like a lot of the same music that she does. And some of the stuff that came up, I was like, Viv. And she's like, I love this song. And she's singing it and she knows all the words. They're pulling out one hit wonders from the 90s that we love. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I I do think that is a reflection of two things, as I said. Uh, kids raised by smart parents tend to have better musical taste than kids who are raised by pop culture. And especially in today's pop culture, you have to search far and wide to find anything of, of real musical craftsmanship among the top music today. I, I just yeah, I, I mean, can't there's... understand what passes today for actually a hit song when there's really not a song there. There's no... There... All it is is a bunch of auto tune and no talent singers like these singers. If, if there is a song in quotes, which most of it is just electronic music, which I listen to electronic music all the time, especially ambient. It's like one of my favorite things to do. There's a station on Sirius called Chill that I have on in the background all the time as I go through my day. But the singers that are out there today that that are getting like acclaim can't even sing. Yeah, you you think of the names Megan the Stallion, Lizzo, uh who's the one that did uh WAP? Oh, freaking w- Cardi B, that's not singing anyway, that's rap. Oh, yeah, but the, the that's the hip hop culture and they call themselves singers and they're they're not. They're not artists. Yeah, you could point to some of the people in the country genre or or the even the Taylor Swifts of the world who actually construct a song. Yeah. Write a song and you think there's hope there, but we're overwhelmed with this ignorant wave of non-music. You know, I I did a, um, I was in a singing competition on Smule. It's an app where you can do karaoke, but there are like little like competitions that spring up. And I saw one my sister showed to me and I was like, let me try this. So I did it. And one of the challenges in the comp- competition was to create a mashup. And a mashup is basically when you use one soundtrack and you take like three or four different songs and you mash them together, kind of ones that blend. So I know that most songs that have ever been written are written on the same four chord structure. So I just did a mashup of like 20 different songs and the background music was just the four chords being played over and over again. And all of the songs fit. Wow. I'll send it to you so you can hear it unless you want me to play it. um, You can. I was going to ask you if you know, Johnny Buds. No, no. A mixers that we used to use at KTU in New York City. No, nope. Johnny Butts used to do the greatest mashups of songs that you didn't think had any business being together. Like uh, ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long with um, You Give Love a Bad Name from Bon Jovi. And they are, he, he was a genius at it. So, so much so that 25 years later, I'm still using them in the gym. That's, because that's they, awesome. it's, it's like you said, nonstop music, like the, 
what is it, Ambien, the station you're taking from Sirius? And I said taking intentionally. It's chill. It's called chill. Sirius XM chill. And well, it's, it's ambient music. It's called ambient. Oh, I thought you said ambient, meaning to put you in some sort of lull. No. Like my wife calls that um, uh, FDM, faceless dance music. It's not even da- here. We're going to do this today because why not? Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah. Here. This is what it is. And I'm not going to be able to put this up on. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up. And then uh, no one's ever really heard me sing and I'm, I'm feeling in the mood. So I'll, I'll play the thing if you think it'll be beneficial for people to hear it. I think it will be. I think it might save America. <laughs> this is it. This is chill. It's just like music like that all day. Well, that's great. It's that's not that's, bad. No, it's a, it's pretty darn good. I was trying to find the Johnny Buds thing on my phone so I can uh, in, impose it on you, but I won't. But uh, I, I I get it. But anyway, so but we drifted from Steve Martin. Yeah. One, one of the Disney heiresses, the one that's always finding her way to a microphone, wants him canceled too. <laughs> the one who's the oh Joe Disney. Yes, she's she's everywhere and must have nothing to do with all her money except whine about things. She, I, we should change her name to Karen. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, she's ridiculous. So um, that's that's fascinating to me. I have one more Hollywood story. Okay, if you don't mind, I don't. And I, I want to cover this because he is, in fact, the whole reason I have a career in radio, uh, Bill Murray and the allegations made on the set of the Aziz Ansari project, which is now totally sidelined. I saw that briefly and I was like, Bill Murray, that's interesting. Well, Aziz Ansari, who survived an attempt to cancel him, remember that woman made up a story about him and then recanted it after he challenged her. He was almost canceled a couple of years ago, and uh, he's a brilliant guy, very funny. And he wrote a film called Being Mortal. It's his first film he's written, and he had gotten funding for it from like Fox Searchlight, and it had uh, Bill Murray and Seth Rogen attached to it. And last week, in the middle of the week, there were these allegations, filming has been stopped with inappropriate behavior about Bill Murray uh, causing them to stop. And over the weekend, all of a sudden, a whole bunch of stories appeared about previous bad behavior on sets by Bill Murray. Um, You ever seen the uh, film What About Bob? Yes. Okay. Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. Apparently, Bill Murray threw an ashtray at Richard Dreyfuss's head. He got angry. And and even um, at one point, I think, um, uh, took the sunglasses off of one of the uh, people, part of the production and threw them across the parking lot. They had to have security on the set at all times going forward to make sure Murray and Dreyfus didn't have problems. Dreyfus's kid has, has uh, shared some of this information. And then uh, Lucy Liu, who, you know, Lucy Liu. Yes. The, uh, she came out and said that she, yeah. Uh, that he used to hurl insults at her. While they were filming a scene in the Charlie's Angels film, she apparently has a podcast, uh, something called Asian Enough. I'm sure you listen to it. I do every day. Every stinking day. So Bill Murray, who I have respected as a performer, we grew up literally miles from each other, went to the same high school. He's one of nine kids in a Catholic family. I'm one of nine kids in a Catholic family. And my Bill Murray impression got me a job on radio back in the 80s. 
And yes. so he, he is the entire reason I have a career on radio. Which is interesting. Have you ever met him before? Never. And my wife has tried to make it happen because he's famous for loving golf and playing ridiculously uh, crazy rounds of golf and showing up at golf courses. He plays in the uh, celebrity tournaments and then he shows up randomly at people's weddings. I've seen that. He like will crash weddings out of nowhere. Yeah. But he also is apparently a little unhinged and uh, he had a 20 year fight with uh, Ivan Reitman, you know, the guy who gave us Ghostbusters. And other great films, and they didn't get together. They had some big dust up years ago, and they at least patched it up before uh, Reitman passed away. But he's had trouble. He and Chevy Chase were famously uh, against each other on the set of SNL. That was one of the uh, big tense moments in the earliest days of SNL when it was funny. But uh, this is often the case when you have people that are really uh, brilliant. They they are never appreciative of boundaries it seems so they can get unhinged very quickly i i hope he's okay i hope nobody was hurt by his inappropriate behavior but for aziz ansari's sake i hope they get to finish the film it is currently totally suspended they were more than 50 percent done with it which has got to be frustrating yeah yeah especially for the guy who's finally made his uh yeah finally you, made you, his <laughs> yeah you fight off what was a serious cancellation challenge by a woman who lied about you. And then one you of your actors. No, I'm talking about this woman he dated. I know, but I'm saying you survived that. And then one of your actors, not even your own behavior is, is what causes it. Okay. All right. I'm so playing my mashup for everybody. That's it. It's happening right now. Giddy up. All right. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there are so many pop songs that sound exactly like this song from Journey. They all share the same four chord structure. And I'm about to show you just a few of them. Here we go. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel of that I'm sure. She smiled me on the subway. She was with another man. But I won't lose no sleep on this. Cause I got a plan. Lipstick stains on the front of my left side brains. I knew I wouldn't forget you. So I'm 
Caller number 25 right now. <laughs> all the songs in order in the Sound the Same mashup for Tracy Beans. You will win 97 pennies from <laughs> Dark to Light podcast. That was fantastic. Thanks. That was really good. That was really cool. I'm sure people are going, oh, wait, what's happening? Well, we're we're actually diving a little deeper into the beans pool. Um, and may I, may I, I have no idea where this is, but they only, I never heard that. I never heard you sing too. Oh, That's, you didn't? You've never. <laughs> no, you're amazing. That's Thank great. You. Thank you. Uh, uh, but this was, um, I think this is Johnny Butts and my example of understanding what a, what a mashup is. And he mixes them from the music standpoint. You hear him crossing over there, you know. But so I'm on the I'm on the uh, elliptical at this point, you know, going through the canyons or whatever's on the stupid. <laughs> but it goes on for like 20 minutes. And you hear ACDC coming in? Yes. And then he'll put a drop in there too. But anyway, uh, enough of our silly musical I, history. Yours has real talent in it. Mine is just playing other people's junk. So, well, I thank you. I thank you. That I, you know, they force you and Smule to put some kind of in the contest rules to put some kind of effect on it, which is why you heard that tinny reverb. It's the only thing that I could pick that didn't affect my voice in any way. Like at least my voice sounded like my voice sounds. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that that was really cool. Thank you, and and this concludes the entertainment portion of today's podcast. Yeah, I guess we need to get into like some important worldview world events. Like, by, for example, Twitter seems to be entertaining this purchase of Musk very seriously. Well, not only entertaining, I think this is now looking at a done deal before the end of the week. What do you think? What do you see? It it makes me. I'm kind of nervous about it now. Whereas before I was like, oh, they're just going to turn them down. Now that they're entertaining, it kind of piques me in a little bit of a different way. Like what deals are being made behind the scenes and what have they scrubbed in the interim? Well, that's always a good question. You know what? What was scrubbed is a really important question. Um, we don't know and we won't know unless somebody in the inside steps up and goes, hey, hang on. While you guys were figuring this out, uh, they deleted a whole bunch of hard drives that are in Singapore or something. Yeah. So Maybe we'll find that out. Maybe we won't. But it looks like uh, I'm betting lawyers got involved in this and said to this board of directors, look, you guys are going to get sued to the end of the earth because you can't do what you're doing. You your board responsibility is a fiduciary one to the shareholders. And by just out and out denying it or diluting the value of the shareholders uh, equity in the company, you are doing something which could be considered illegal. And so they've suddenly found uh, financial religion, if you will. Yeah. And they came to the he came to the table with the money. Like it wasn't just some you know what I mean? He was like, here's all the money, guys. Here's billions of dollars. I've got it all. And and therein lies their their probably um, their probable obligation to a take it seriously and actually have a discussion and maybe even put it up for a shareholder vote, which is what I think uh, Musk was trying to do with the tender offer when he was going to say uh, the shareholders have to vote on this. You guys don't have any say. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe they have reached a, um, a 
middle of the road agreement on whether or not the board will be paid because prior to this, the board was going to lose their cushy jobs. You know, they meet four times a year and they get, what is it? 250 to 350,000 a year. Yeah. So those things might have uh, been changed because Musk said the new board won't be paid anything. And they were probably all going, wait, what? That's how I put gas in my yacht. I, so, I mean, that, that like, that's, this whole thing, I just don't know what he's going to do. I mean, I don't know. Oh, by the way, speaking of social platforms, Mike, you're now on Truth Social. No, I'm not, am I? You are. There's no more wait list. Everybody was allowed on. Everyone. Let me check. check. I'm doing this live as we speak. Truth Social. Um, oh, yep. giddy up. I am. Verify. Because yesterday I was 849,000. No, you're on there now, and I'm following you. And um, yeah. Right, hold on. I'm verifying my phone number. <laughs> now they want to send me a code. Uh, nine two six nine zero four. Okay, hold on. Nine two six nine. Uh -huh. Giddy up! Your wait is over. Tap it or start using it. I'll, I'll do this after. Choose a profile picture. I'm gonna put a picture of you up there. Uh, <laughs> you know what happened too? <laughs> you know what happened? What? They moved their cloud hosting to Rumble. Yeah. Interesting. I, I had heard that that was at, in, in play. So a couple of the guys that were running Truth Social stepped down. And, and had they been holding things up? Is that what the problem was? It seems so. I mean, that's the only thing you can imagine is that like these guys stepped down and all of a sudden everything just took off. Like they moved over to Rumble. They they opened it up. There's no more wait list for iOS users. Obviously the Android app is not finished yet, but there's been a bunch of features that have been added. Like for example, there's a follows you feature that's now allowed because like before you couldn't see if someone else followed you. So if you mm -hmm. were on someone's page and you didn't know if they were following you or not, now you can see that. Um, there's a lot of work to still be done, Mike. Don't get on there and expect it to be like the Twitter. It's pretty, it's pretty good, but you know, they still, they have to get threading together and, you know, for people like me and you, maybe not you, you can you can post two minute videos, but like I write long threads. And so it's harder for me. Uh, you also cannot quote with comment yet, but that should be coming. OK, well, that's a good sign. This is progress. This is a big thing. I was getting ready to ditch him. Nope. Because come on now. I, two months, three months, whatever it was. And I, I never moved. The line never moved. Well, all moved at once. Everybody was just let in and there was not a stampede. Everyone made it in one piece. Well, that's good. So I'm in there and that's a good thing. Yeah, and that cool. allows us to talk about some of the things we're going to talk about today and, and going forward. I'm very excited about this. This is a good thing. Yeah. What do you want? To, what else do you want to talk about today? Um, I, I'm interested in a couple of different things uh, as it relates to uh, Durham and mm -hmm. Hunter's, um, not his laptop, but his business partner. Who's meeting with Joe Biden 19 times in the White House? 19 times that we know about that were from the White House records, not from Hunter's laptop. So anybody who goes Russian disinformation, are you telling me the Obama White House has Russian disinformation inside its records? Well, they are pretty much teamed up with Russia. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but uh, Joe Biden meets with Hunter Biden's business partner 19 times in the White House. And uh, the other part of that is the reason for the meeting, I believe, in most of the records is missing. You know how, how you have to put, like, why you're visiting the White House? Yeah. 
There was nothing in there. So now we've got President Trump, who's turned over millions of pages of documents, being an obfuscator. And Joe Biden, who is the instrument, the one who he he implemented and constructed the entire Logan Act violation nonsense against General Flynn, deleting things or leaving things blank in the White House visitor logs. And who's the one who's. uh, Yeah, well, we do, you know, we still are told we cannot know. Not just that they're not going to ha- give them to us or they don't have them. We cannot know who has visited Joe Biden in his Delaware Beach house. Yes. Where he is most every weekend. Yeah, we're and not allowed to know what the president does on a people's time. Even yes. though we're told it's always the people's time uh, all the time. And if if Donald Trump had said uh, he's at Mar-a-Lago, I'm not going to tell you who he's meeting with. If his White House had said that. It would be screaming from the tops of uh, CNN, MSNBC, et cetera. They would have impeached him. Again. Again. They would impeach him weekly. So I think this is a big deal. And former DNI Radcliffe was talking about this this weekend, saying that this also points to the possibility of a real explosion in the Durham investigation. Why? Because of this? Well, he tied this to... The uh, subpoenas to the Clinton campaign and the DNC from uh, Durham last week. And just that there are some currently suppressed documents that may be uh, released from top secret nature very soon or maybe released to the general public. And that would cause this whole thing to blow open. I think that there's there's only so long that you can keep the top of a boiling pot on before it starts to boil over. We're in the boiling over phase and it's eventually going to to pop because there's too much, Mike. It's just too much. And, you know, there's no honor amongst thieves. So these people, there's no loyalty to each other. All they're all trying to do is save their own hides. And so when that starts to happen, people start to get when when leverage is lost, then things start to fall apart. So when somebody doesn't have leverage over somebody else anymore, because either they've talked or they've provided information or it's out in the public eye that's when things start to get really hairy. And I think they're in that position now. It's interesting because uh, there are a lot of parts of the left that are now coming under pressure from different places. Like you look at the Biden White House and you look at the DNC and the Clinton campaign and all of this mess. Then you look at the rest of the Democratic Party, which is also coming under extreme pressure based on the performance of this administration. And I think we saw some of that this weekend with uh, the woman that my buddy Rich likes to call America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) Uh, When she talked, it's such a great nickname. Rich is a brilliant guy. He fills in for uh, uh, Levin all the time. Rich the only. But he he was um, he's he's always had that great nicknames. But um, she now has said that that Congress doesn't need to be involved in everything that Biden just needs to start being more of an authoritarian and start writing executive orders to forgive all the college loan debt. And this seems to me just a, a blatant push to pay off voters to try and save something this fall. Yeah, but I don't even think that's going to work anymore. I really don't. People see how it's it, at least some people can see how it's trickling over. It's trickling over to I everything think else. People see it, but they're also going to take the money. You know, oh, they're 
Yeah. They're absolutely going to say, well, I, I, I disagree with them forgiving my debt, but they forgave it. So what should I do? You know, speaking of authoritarianism, not to jump off of Durham, but I still have a couple things to read before I can speak to it with the authority that I want to mm-hmm. on the subpoenas of the Clintons and all that. You know, Jenna Ellis has stepped in the biggest pile of shit. That you I could- saw the attacks on Jenna Elson. I'm like, what did she say? And I missed the initial, but I saw some of the response. Um, why would she have done this? I don't know. It has nothing. She. It, it almost feels to me like she didn't even read it. Now she's come out. There's a town hall column this morning that she's come out and said that she would actually defend Disney. It says, hi, Disney. Offer open offer to help defend your right to constitutionally protected speech against Florida's illegal retaliation. And I'm like, what are you even talking about, lady? This has nothing to do with speech at all. Yeah, it it doesn't have anything to do with speech. But there are folks who say the move is possibly on the fine line of what Florida was able to do. And that just because you can doesn't mean you should. And but they didn't. What, what, well, what do you say about the the possibility that the citizens of Florida are now going to be saddled with higher taxes because of this move? A few things. Number one, they didn't do anything yet. All this says is that in 2023, when it's time that they'll have a vote on whether or not they can retain. Like there's another opportunity here. That's the thing. The way it's written it's not like tomorrow this is all revoked and they go back to being there. They have there's there's provisions in there that they can maintain their status if they change their behavior. If if they stop. No, they have to do certain things. I have to read it again because it was like last week when it first happened. And I was like, eh, it's not quite what they're making out to be because, you know, basically they basically got them by the balls and rightfully so, because the perks that they're getting are insane. It's basically like. Frank just called it the other day, the, the Vatican of Florida. Like they don't have any rules. They have their own police. They have their own, you know, whatever. They can build a road whenever they want and take it down whenever they want. They don't have Wait, to. Frank said that on Friday. Yeah. I said that on Friday in another radio. Did state. you really? I did. <laughs> I, I absolutely made the exact comparison. <laughs> wow. I feel I feel like I'm smart. Like Frank. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly exactly true. Disney has its its own fiefdom in in the swamps of Florida. So, and, in terms of the people living there and the ta- they they would be collecting something like four hundred million a year in taxes from Disney now. So, yeah, but is that four hundred million going to cover the work they need to do if they have to do the uh, maintenance on all the infrastructure around the park or leading up to the park? I don't know how much it costs. I don't know how much Disney invests into it, to be honest. All I know is that it has nothing to do with the right to free speech. Disney can continue to say anything they want. Well, yeah, I'm I'm keen on that. But what's important is that people aren't reporting the fact that this doesn't go into effect immediately. It, there is a time. And it sounds like there's a little bit of an incentive for Disney to not be such jerks yes. that if- maybe they can retain a little bit of the status, which I think all fair-minded people can agree that Disney having all of this advantage since 1967 
ain't fair when they're printing money like crazy? No, no, it's not. And there, you know, you talk about, and we played a clip because there was a Democrat in Florida who was saying to somebody who was being questioned at a hearing, look, you know, what about what happens now? You know, right now they can just go ahead and they can build a road if they need and they call in contractors for, you know, labor help, right? Um, union jobs are created when they come in to do the work and, you know, they don't have they don't have long wait times and blah, blah, blah. And the guy that he was questioning said, I'm so glad you finally come around to understand why government slows everything down and government intervention is a detriment. Like he basically made the case for less government in his line of questioning when trying to support a big corporation. Don't you love it when liberals have an awakening and epiphany? Should have seen his face. So good. <laughs> These are moments that are great. So. Uh, but but the, this story continues, though, and Jenna Ellis is now putting herself in a weird spot because a lot of people went after her. Well, rightfully so, I think. And it's not a matter of principle, in my opinion. If her principle was something else other than what she's tackling it as, I might be more keen to be like, well, I mean, you know, she has kind of a point. But the way she's coming at it. So, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand why she's doing this, what the benefit to her is. I'm not like if she thinks she's going to be lauded as some principled, you know, conservative because they're a libertarian because of this. It's ridiculous. There's no free speech argument here. There's just not like well, this is a this is a privilege that Disney has, not a right. Scott Adams, who I'm sure, you know. Oh, God. My experience with somebody shouldn't have any bearing on what you feel about them. That's a fair point. But, you know, if it if it comes down to it, you know who I'm choosing. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Anyway, what did he have to uh, say? But um, he's talked about and he makes an interesting point here. A hundred percent of the corporations that proposed a Disney like arrangement with Florida, meaning the company would have local autonomy in exchange for enriching the state, have succeeded in obtaining the same deal. But so, it's not just Disney that they're getting rid of. No, I, he's. Uh, are they getting rid of all of these people? Yeah, it's it's all of the counties that have this thing going on. See, I would like to see a transparent counting of all of this, showing when they got the benefit, and at what point did they cross into profitability, and then into pure pure profitability, great capitalism, showing huge success. At which point I think you get weaned off the government teeth. And I think that would be a fair thing. I'm trying to find the, I'm trying to find the, nobody ever, none of these legacy media outlets ever will link to, to you the actual bill. Hold on. I'm trying to find okay. it. One that, um, that was signed up Friday? Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I can. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. And I wouldn't have bothered to read it this weekend because I was busy doing nothing but playing in the garden. Which is good. Which is good. I'm I'm trying to find it somewhere here. It's got to be in some. Somebody had to have linked to it. Somebody. Uh, apparently not. If you're not seeing, look, we're not seeing so much. The, the story of the DC sniper this weekend. Oh yeah, that. My gosh. I Nobody guess he wasn't a conservative because if he was, we would have heard all about it. And I'm I'm not going to uh, speculate without information, but one can start to guess what political leanings and or connections he might have to some kind of parties because the story's been buried. A guy is live streaming 
the random shooting in Washington, D.C., and he's using weapons uh, like AR-15 style weapons that are currently against the law to have inside the district. And the story is really nowhere. Yeah, nobody's really heard about it. Nobody, luckily, nobody has passed away. Yeah. Um, but the rounds went uh, half a mile. Yeah, I mean, they he, he supposedly, I read that they, he had shot 100 rounds. Yeah, and, and thank God law enforcement got this guy, but, you know, he's live streaming it. And no, nothing about this story anywhere this weekend until Jack Posobiec posted it. That's when I saw it, the guy over human events. Um, and that's where I first heard it. Chris Plant was talking about it because he lives in D.C. And he has members of law enforcement who alerted him that on Friday that this was going on. And one of his buddies goes, I'm surprised they didn't uh, evacuate the Capitol, which is kind of half kidding but also oh, that was why not yeah the uh the paratroopers <laughs> so um you must not have found that uh the full filing no anyway. i'm still looking for it i just need the bill number for goodness sakes uh goodness had nothing to do with it um i'd be impressed if you knew where that was from um do you know can we do a little uh while you're looking can we do a little woke woke news sure uh, there's a job open at a university, a science department job, a science position, and it's in the uh, faculty of environment. This, this job is open. They posted it. It's a PhD level position in uh, geography, earth and or environmental science and sustainability planning or related disciplines. So, you know, it's a, it's an environmental gig. At a university. So, you know, it's going to be well-paying, right? Yeah. Um, with, within the uh, the qualifications required, individuals must self-identify as a woman, transgender, non-binary, or two-spirit in order to be considered. Isn't that um, illegal? Isn't that illegal? It's illegal. Well, it's Canada. So, it's oh. a university in Canada. But if it were here, I'm sure it would be. But Canada, just look at the prime minister and you figure out they can do anything. But just to say you, they're only take, well, wait a minute. It's got to be legal here. We only considered Supreme Court candidates who were women and uh, of color. So this, I'm sure this would carry. If somebody at Georgetown said, we're looking for somebody, they got to self-identify as a woman or be transgender or non-binary or a two-spirit in order to uh, file. Your application now. You you you're probably aware of what a two spirit individual is, right? No, I have no idea what that. Oh come on! What is a two spirit individual? Thanks for asking. Uh, two spirit includes <laughs> quote same sex attraction and a wide variety of gender variants, including people who might be described in Western culture <laughs> as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual, transgender, gender, gender queer. Crossdressers who have multiple gender identities, right? A two-spirit person is one who identifies as having both a masculine and a feminine spirit. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm a two-spirit. I found well, it. if we go back to our Latin studies as children, animus and anima make up every individual, and how much animus, the male side, kind of determines whether you're more masculine. And feminine or in touch with your feminine side, the anima. So I'm just throwing that out there, but uh, glad you found it. 
I found I found it. It says any independent special district established by a special act prior to the date of ratification of the Florida Constitution on November 5th, 1968, and which was not reestablished, re-ratified or otherwise reconstituted by a special act or general law after November 5th, 1968, is dissolved effective June 1st, 2023. An independent special district affected by this subsection may be reestablished on or on or after June 1st, 2023, pursuant to the requirements and limitations of this chapter. This act shall take effect July 1st, 2022, i.e. Disney can petition them again to have it reauthorized before the end of that before on the date where it expires. Yes, but. Or didn't anyone else. You say, didn't you say this affected other people? Because I think Disney was the only one in the in the entertainment business who had applied for this exemption prior to 1968. Notwithstanding any general law, special act or ordinance of a local government, to the contrary, any independent special district charter enacted after September 30th, 1989 shall contain the information required by blah, blah, blah. Recognizing that the exclusive charter for a community development district is the statutory charter contained in some subsection um, community development district established after July 1st, 1980, pursuant to the provisions of this chapter shall be deemed in compliance with this requirement. So there's our loopholes that these other districts will need to go through to maintain their special status. I wish they would just list who's covered by each one of these exemptions. Well, I would have to just go now and find. S 189.031.3 and 190.006-190.041. I think I just stepped in S199. <laughs> this feels like but this is just a, just make it simple for us. That's my job, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Um can can I go to one more wokey story? One more wokey story would be grand. Okay. Mayor Pete, who some people think is the Secretary of Transportation. Uh, his name is Pete Boot Edge Edge. That, that's how you pronounce it. They put a um, a pronunciation guide in the in the New York Times. Boot dash Edge dash dash Edge. Pete Boot Edge Edge. Um, he was uh, being interviewed on a Zoom interview this past week, and um, he actually said out loud. He thinks it would be a good idea, maybe even a great idea for the U.S. government to send everybody a monthly transportation check to cover your car payment and expenses. Um, how about you just open up the pipeline? It, it's just no, this is all about the move to socialism. You look at Elizabeth Warren talking about how we have to cancel all of this debt for the students. Now you've got the transportation secretary telling everyone that he thinks it would be great for the country going forward to send a check every stinking month to every American, a transportation check. And I was screaming at my computer as I was watching this, not only because this is definitely the march towards socialism, but the other side of this, if you look at the video and you really should, his office looks like one of the Soviet Union party offices in the series Chernobyl. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, Pete probably has some friends who are interior de decorators. I'm just saying <laughs> the, the community he's in is famous <laughs> for having a, a greater number of interior decorators than my community. And his office 
looks like it's the worst decorated government office I've ever seen in my life. He's never there, Mike. He's never there. Well, he wasn't there for several months and nobody noticed, but he's there now. At least he has an American flag in there. Oh, well, that's a plus. That's the only positive of this. But so we have Elizabeth Warren pitching for complete forgiveness of all the student loan debt. Screw all the people who went to trade school and paid their way through life. And the rest of us who paid off our student loans, screw them and make us pay for it, by the way. And then Mayor Pete, who now wants to add a monthly transportation check, which he thinks would just be good for the whole country. We're going to end on my quick synopsis of what happened to college education in the United States. I'm ready with pen in hand. The government started giving out grants and loans. It didn't matter if you were a 17 year old with no income whatsoever, who had absolutely zero way to pay back sometimes loans more expensive than a house. It didn't matter. They gave them to everybody who asked for one. It didn't matter what your credit score was, what your it didn't matter. You didn't have a credit score. You were too young. Anyway, the colleges all started getting wind of this and said, well, why should we keep our tuitions low when we can get this free government money coming in with all our students to go to our institutions? So tuition started creeping up because there was guaranteed money to pay it which is why the cost of college, because there's no competition anymore, because the government doles out money to students left and right, like it's nobody's business, has no no check on it to keep their prices in, 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 in balance. So the government created $90,000 a year colleges. And who is the number one guarantor of college loans? We are. Thank you. It, it, this is the example of a crime family. The government is now just a crime family. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you. And I support people like Mike Rowe, who is trying to get people into jobs that don't require college jobs. that will pay a hundred thousand dollars a year and they'll always be there. Yep. And I, I support him and his foundations called Mike Rowe works. He came out with a whiskey this weekend too, oh, but good the way. for him. Good for him. And, it's all going to fund scholarships to um, these kind of trade schools for people to be plumbers, electricians, truck drivers, pipeline and pipe fitters, et cetera. We need it so badly. As a matter of fact, I have a special um, a special provision in my household for my kids. It's that you're not going to college when you graduate high school. Friends, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to pick four things you think you enjoy. You're going to get internships in those four things. Maybe they're a year each. Maybe they're a quarter each. I don't really care. If you start one and don't like it, leave. But you're not going to then have either me invest or you invest hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to a school, not having any earthly idea if you're even going to like what you're doing. And I experienced this firsthand when I went to school. And I'm not repeating that that with my kids. I told them, I will help you. You can get a job, but I will help and support you. You have a roof over your head. It's fine. Just go to work. Go to work for one of these companies. If it's not a paid internship, that's okay, too. Figure out what you want to do with yourself. And then if you need to or want to go to get a college education, either your company that you're, you're an asset to will help pay for it, or you can pay for it yourself. But you're not doing it right out of high school when you're 17, 18 years old. It's just not happening. I applaud this. Even though I had four crazy years in college. Well, I had two before I got sick as a dog and had to leave. And I went to technical school and, and I learned to trade. Well, I can, I can say that you're better for that, I'm sure. And that, that change in getting you out of college and into trade school is probably 
uh, a great pivot point in your life. Yep. And, and um, I could have probably learned all of the skills I'm using in my job today in two semesters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going for pre-law. I had a major in English and a double minor in philosophy and history. Wow. And I That's was as valuable as a, uh, a master's in uh, one legged Native American lesbian folk dancing. Seriously, I was in I was in I was in archaeology class when this all hit me. And I said to my I called my dad and I'm like, actually, I think I might want to be a writer instead. And he said, you shut the F up. You just stop it. Writer, what are you going to write? Writers don't make any money. <laughs> He's right. Frankly. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We're this- far over now. Yes, we are. So let's get out of here. All right. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with the non-singing Michael Pelka and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. We'll be back Wednesday. God willing. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 